Well, good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Leaky Brothers Plumbing and Heating Ice, uh, Adams County High School Football Coaches Show. I'm your host, Rex Brewer, and uh, last night uh, in the area, the games that uh, took place that were affect the uh, teams in the conferences that uh, we face. Mooresville took out Leo 34-17. Uh, Norrell defeated Heritage by a score of 35-7. to New Haven took out Miss Senewa 22-14. Hike the North defeated Jay County 47-8. Um, Eastside defeated Adams Central 28-14 on our game of the week. South Adams took out uh, Lewis Cass by a score of 55-7. Bluffton took out Manchester 22-0. Columbia City defeated Central Noble 28-7. East Noble took out Northwood, uh, was defeated by Northwood 14-5. So those are the area games that uh, we kind of pay attention to a little bit. We'll be joined by uh, all three coaches here this morning. That's if uh, Grant Mosier wakes up after his long drive home from Lewis Cass last night. But uh, we'll go away to our first commercial break. We'll be back. We have uh, Coach Michael Mosier, the Adam Central Flying Jets, on the phone. And we'll be back with more football coaches show right after these messages. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. Thank you for making West End Restaurant in Decatur your dining destination for many of your favorite dishes. And now we're offering many new items. Hi, this is Jared inviting you to enjoy our newest menu items. A Philly steak sandwich, a Reuben sandwich, salmon on a cedar plank, stuffed grilled shrimp, West End grilled cod sandwich, baked sweet potato, breaded pickles, jalapeno poppers. And we still have our old favorite. So stop in and see us at the West End Restaurant. Since 1980, we have been your screen printing professionals. Hi, this is Greg Kitson from Mind's Eye Graphics at 1019 Commerce Drive in Decatur. We take great pride in our screen printing and embroidery accomplishments. If you need from a few to a few hundred garments decorated, we can do it. Schools, organizations, business apparel, and more. Your design or custom design. If you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. Plumbing and Heating Adams County High School Football Coaches Show. I'm Rex Brewer, and uh, I have been joined on the phone by uh, Adams Central coach of the Flying Jets, Michael Mosier. And, Michael, welcome to the show this morning. Uh, I hope uh, you're doing fine this morning, and uh, glad you could call in and talk to us. And uh, um, from watching the game last night, um, first half, I think you guys played east side pretty much straight up but uh, for the most part I think they're a big physical physical team and it kind of looks like they kind of wore you down a little bit there in that second half well they, they more more so I would say I would agree with that 110 percent but I think it started a little earlier um, the first quarter I thought we we were right on and then sometime about maybe mid-second quarter it seems like the, the wheels on the bus just fell off and I don't know why you know it, it's 2020 uh, I blame everything on COVID so I'm, I'm, I'm going to blame it on that but I know that's not true <laughs> um, we 
we, we just we're just struggling. You know, the, the, the a football team is is a bunch of puzzles. You know, and, and as coaches, you're you're trying to put that puzzle together, and we just have some some pieces that um, just aren't fitting yet. And it's and it's about finding the right fit, right finding that right puzzle piece, and finding that right fit uh, to to make this go. You know, COVID has made you know it's made a, a a lot of things difficult and it's not the, the the reason that we fell apart but we are trying to put fit kids in all kinds of different positions um and trying to do it fast you know i think i think part of the problem is you know we know that we only have one game at a time and you know there's there's some young kids we're playing and in in other years we we may not have done that you know i think we're just trying to, to fit everything together fast and maybe that's the wrong wrong policy because I think there was some times offensively. I thought we played much better defensively um, than we played offensively. And I think offensively, and I and you know I take full credit for that. Is we're just you know we tried to change some things up from last year because or last week because we didn't like some things last week. And I think there was some some heads that just just were spinning a little bit. And I and I think that's really the problem. And and I don't think we played well, and I don't think we coached well, and I think that that was not a good combination. <laughs> and and so and Eastside, you watch the game last. Eastside is solid this year. They are solid. They have they have those pieces to the puzzle rolling, and uh, they they were they were clicking on all cylinders, and and uh, they're well coached. They 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 outplayed us. And uh, it was a struggle. You know, it was hard to watch too because we don't, we don't, you know, that's not who I like to say. That's not who the Jets are, and we didn't, we did not play up to our expectations. And and you can't, you can't make mistakes. You know, you can't, you can't turn the ball over and expect to win the ball game. And that's really where, that's my analysis. That's what I think we got to do a better job of. You know, you had a couple of turnovers that hurt you, but as as I look yeah. down their lineup. I mean, they had some kids that are 250, 260, 270, yeah. Yeah. and they were not out-of-shape kids. They were big, strong, no. athletic kids. Yeah. I mean, they were in your backfield uh, most of the night. Um, you do have some, yeah. some young kids, some new kids that are starting for you, that uh, just uh, freshmen, a couple of 10th graders that in some key roles. But uh, they were in that uh, big um, tight end of theirs down the middle on that seam route about three or four times. And the, uh. I mean – that big kid at 260 is a little bit hard to yeah. tackle when you open field when you got some 140 pound uh, D backs trying to take him down. But uh, big turnover, yeah. a big fumble that uh, kind of give them a the edge before halftime, and um, yeah. those kind of things that uh, just kind of hard to overcome. But for the most part, uh, I, I think that uh, there's things that you you're going to try and work to clean up. I know that there with new kids and new starting positions, there are several times you had to take some timeouts because the right personnel were not on the field and. Those are things as as a coach that kind of just drive you a little batty, aren't they? Yeah, they 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 do. And you know, East side, like you said, they they just took advantage of some some of our inexperience. And you know, we we, we try to do the same thing to other teams. Uh, and uh, <coughs> this week it was us that uh, that they they were able to to know where our weaknesses were, and they were really smart about uh, uh, manipulating those. Uh, and we and we we can't. If Todd Mason, their coach, knows that if we can if we can make the Jets pass the ball, um, we're, we're going to we're going we're going to have a chance to win this game. And, and they were forcing us to do that because we could not 
we could not run. Those, you know, their big guys up front just really, really handled our offensive line. And, uh, you know, Blake had, I think, seven yards on the night, and that's, that's extremely unusual. He's our, you know, he, he's our go-to guy, and, and they stuffed up the holes. They took advantage of uh, um, our, our inexperience up front. They took advantage of our size a little bit. Uh, and uh, we, we just could not do what we, what we normally want to be able to do, and that's something we as coaches have to be able to fix. And as I said, you know, it's, we're looking at personnel. We're, we're trying to make changes and, and uh, you know, trying to deal with the, the pandemic all at the same time <laughs> and not knowing, not knowing what's going to happen. Like, like you know, we, we thought we were going in this, this week playing Monroe Central. Well, you know, I, I get told right before the game, that uh, you know Monroe Central has a couple kids that have COVID, and, and now we don't have a game this week, and we're going to be scrambling. Uh, we're going to be scrambling to to find that. So it's you know it may be a blessing in disguise because we got a lot to work on. Could give you a week and off to practice there. It's going it's going to be a, a good time for us if we don't have a game um, to really work on work on some things and, and get some things fixed and and do some soul-searching, which, uh, you know, you do after a loss and trying to figure out where we went wrong, you know, and, and uh, we coaches do that. You know, we, we take this loss personally. We, we, we know that we are, we are equal in this. It's not just because we had a few kids that just didn't play well. We, you know, I, I, I take full responsibility to that. You know, if our kids um, are, are out there and, and they're not matched up right and they're not and their heads are spinning and they don't know what they're doing on a play you know partly that's that's them but it's it's, it's also me you know I'm the one who I'm the teacher <laughs> I, I'm, I'm teaching them how to do this so you know it it really is uh, a big a big part of a loss is, is really on the coaches and we we coaches you know, we take that personal, and, and we know that, that something something didn't happen right. You know, um, if everything went wrong, right, and we got beat okay, but the problem was not everything went right, you know, and that's what we have to look at as coaches and say, okay, um, let's, let's, let's look at ourselves here and where did we go wrong, and that's what we have to be able to do. Uh, and I, I got a great staff that I believe in, and we're going to hammer it out, and, and we're going to talk it out, and, and we're going to have to find a way. I'm going to have to find a way to inspire our kids. Um, you know, we were hard on them. Wow, we were hard on them, and rightfully so at some times. But there's also that, that point where, you know, now it's time to build them up. we got to build them up. we got to inspire them. Uh, we've torn them down. Uh, now we got to build them up because, you know, they are high school kids. And uh, we'll, we'll be okay. I do believe that. We'll be all right. We'll get get through this. And, and uh, we don't like to lose, but sometimes when you lose, I, I think you learn a lot of things. And I know we do as coaches. So uh, we'll see what happens as we, we prepare for whoever it is that we're going to play this week. And if not, hey, we're going we're gonna to do a lot of practice and we're going to get after it. We're going to try to find the right pieces of the puzzle and put that together and get on track. Well, you know, sometimes the NFL, they have a bye week and they, they plan it that way so they can, so they can uh, rebuild for it. Uh, maybe you didn't yep. have a planned bye week, but it's going to work out that way. And, you know, you talked right. about not being able to run, run in the middle. I know that uh, there's not often the Adam Central Flying Jets have a statistic that uh, Blake Hirely at halftime has five carries for one yard. 
And uh, I think later on in the game, I think David read the stat, uh, Alex Curry had 80 yards rushing, and the rest of the team was minus seven. So Yeah, yeah. It it was a sad night. It really was, you know, and and kudos kudos to to Eastside. I mean, they're they're a solid team. You know, they have – they have they have they're well coached. Number one, have so much respect for for their staff. Todd does a great job, uh, great respect for them, and and their kids, you know, are, are really comparable. What we like to why we love to play them is they they're just you know hardworking blue collar kids that are a lot like our kids, and we complement each other well. And I, I think um, they they just they just did an outstanding job. I mean, and I wish them well, but. You know, they just took advantage of these spots, like you said, that um, we just couldn't do. You, know, you, you hold you hold us to that rushing. You did a really good job. So, uh, Michael, as we kind of get towards the tail end of your section of the show, um, you did have a player get injured last night. Um, yeah. We didn't want to speculate on the severity of those injuries, so if you can give us an update on your player that was uh, hurt last night, it was kind of yeah, hard to was, tell who he was. So, Yeah, it was Josh Smith. Our, he's our offensive guard, uh, and you know, not having him in the second half, that you know, we're, we're throwing in, you know, another young kid and still learning the learning the ropes. So that that is another factor. But Josh uh, got a little bit of a stinger in his neck. Uh, he is uh, doing well. Um, you know, he had a lot of feeling. You know, a lot of people, you know, he can't see everything and don't know everything. You know. He, it was it was good to know that he had all this feeling last night. He was able to move, but of course you just you treat you don't know you treat everything like it's uh, like it's a big deal and and um, and it, he's going to be okay, I believe. I haven't talked to him personally, but we know from uh, his parents uh, letting us know that things are good, uh, and we'll see we'll see how he's going to be able to get back. But it, that's a real blessing, and every coach you know every coach does want to see that. And uh, hopefully uh, he'll be feeling better and, and getting back. But we're just thanking the Lord that uh, that it wasn't as, as as serious as what it sure looked. Well, I appreciate you calling in this morning, Michael, yeah. and uh, we hope that everything goes well for your team. I hope you rebuild, and I, we do hope that you pick up a game for next week. Uh, I know yeah. that this this is not going to be the exception. I think it might be the rule as uh, teams yeah. have uh, more cases yeah. pop up. I know. Nick Hall's here with me yeah. getting ready to go, and uh, he's, his season started off that way, and everybody that he had to play had to uh, adjust to it. And oh, with the uh, yeah. hat, what happened and with DeKalb and Angola itching. last week? As a, a first-year coach, I bet he is itching to go, <laughs> you know, and I wish him the best. I really do. So with uh, Angola and DeKalb having their uh, COVID last week with DeKalb, I mean, everybody that was supposed to play them had to pick up new teams, so I kind of throw things around. And it's going to happen more. We know it is, and uh, we're just going to have to adapt to it. So. We appreciate you calling in, Michael, and uh, hope to talk to you next week. And uh, with that, I'm going to go after my next commercial break. We'll be back with more Football Coaches Show right after this. Want to make your home a more comfortable place, but don't think you can afford a top brand heating and cooling system? Well, Carrier has the right solutions for every budget. When you turn to Leakty Brothers, your Carrier expert, they'll show you the full lineup of best-in-class home comfort systems and help you pick the one that best fits into your home budget. Because in this economy, who couldn't use a little more comfort? Hi, this is Kent at Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating with a very simple philosophy. Show up on time, do what you say you'll do, and if there's a problem, fix it. Leakty Brothers, 251 East Water Street in Burn. 
the trained and knowledgeable staff of medical surgeons at Adams Memorial Hospital are dedicated to personalized care in OBGYN services. Dr. Natalie Hoshaw specializes in obstetrical and gynecological surgery, including ablation, cervical cryosurgery, colposcopy, DNCs, hysterectomy, and hysteroscopy. Dr. Hosha also collaborates with Claire Thompson, nurse midwife. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. See Mark, Toby, or me, Barb, at Graber Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn and North 13th Street in Decatur. Thank you for making West End Restaurant in Decatur your dining destination for many of your favorite dishes. And now we're offering many new items. Hi, this is Jared inviting you to enjoy our newest menu items, a Philly steak sandwich, a Reuben sandwich, salmon on a cedar plank, stuffed grilled shrimp, West End grilled cod sandwich, baked sweet potato, breaded pickles, jalapeno poppers, and we still have our old favorite. So stop in and see us at the West End Restaurant. Welcome back to the Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating uh, Adams County High School Football Coaches Show. Our other fine sponsors are Adams Memorial Hospital. They're technically our host. Our breakfast is being served by West End Restaurant here today, and I, I must tell you, last week I had a meat lover's omelet to go, and it was it was banging when I got home. So Mind's Eye Graphic is also one of our sponsors, along with Adams Woodcrest and Graber Insurance. Now, um, the second portion of our show, uh, Coach Nick Hall from the Belmont Braves is with us here, and um, you could not hear him off air, but uh, Michael Mosier wished you the best of luck, and he said as a as a new coach, uh, having to take two weeks off at the beginning of the season, he thinks you're probably just itching to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we finally got it back to to practice here on Wednesday when school started back up, and the kids are ready to go, the coaches are ready to go, and uh, yeah, we're ready to go for this next Friday. We're, we have practice here at 9 o'clock this morning still, and we're going for there, you know. I know that... Uh, we saw a pretty young Adam Central team last night, younger than we usually see. They had a couple of uh, key players that are 10th graders and has had a couple of freshmen in the lineup. And uh, you're kind of in that position, too. And last week when we talked to you, um, you were still trying to figure out those pieces. Have, have things come together a little bit more for you in this last week? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, we still have a decent amount of younger kids playing. We have, uh, I don't know, we could have three freshmen that could see some playing time. Wouldn't like to do that, but it could happen. Uh, we're moving some kids around right now because we're pretty uh, slim on the offensive line. Uh, we have some kids that could run the ball and now also switch numbers and go play the offensive line at some point. So, uh, yeah, we have kids playing different positions they've never played. Um, but, yeah, we have uh, a few new kids came, that came out this week as well. So that's good to see as well. So now Are they still making a hold to the 10 practice rule with the uh, the late start to the season? Is that still part of the uh agenda yeah so since we missed i think it was nine days we had to make up four with ihsaa and then the kids that are coming out just now coming out they still have to still have to get their 10 practicing so they can play yeah. okay um you take on a columbus city team uh, this next week that uh, has been playing pretty well and you get to go up to their brand new facility new turf field and uh, i've saw some pictures of it and uh that's uh that's kind of intimidating first game for some of these young kids to go up and play in a 
the new turf field, and uh, they may be some stars and some eyes up there next week. Yeah, and Columbia City is always a tough place to play at. They always have a great crowd, and I mean, they park people around their fence, and they have vendors down there selling food. I mean, there's it, it's a packed house no matter. I mean, if they're good or not, uh, and now they have this whole new facility, new turf. Uh, they have a pretty good team. They have a good coach. That their quarterback's back. Uh, I think his name Greg Bolt. Last night he ran for 142 yards and only threw the ball four times. The week before he was like 22 of 26 or something like that. So, I mean, he's a dual-threat quarterback, and we're going to have our hands full with him. So, so uh, have you got to the position? Uh, I've had a couple people ask me, um, who do you have dialed in for your starting backfield right now? Uh, I mean, I'm rotating probably six guys in our backfield. Um, we have no for-sure starters yet. <laughs> They won't know who's starting probably till Thursday night. Okay. Till practice. So, um, John Allman, Aiden Ford, Kobe Baker, those guys that are starting are battling for the quarterback position. Um, Allman's getting a little more reps than everyone else right now. Uh, Kobe Baker kind of got a late start. I mean, this is his first year playing high school football as a junior, and he's really stepped in. And I mean, he's really figuring it out pretty well. He's also going to play some receiver for us as well. Um, running backs, we have Dylan Andrews, Joe Laughlin. Gabe Roman, um, Aiden Ford, John Allman could play there, um, Conrad Dyer, a um, couple sophomores that could play. I mean, there's a whole plethora of guys that we could put in there that could play. Um, but, yeah, there's no for sure starters yet, and we'll find out. On so that, as a, that's kind of a, a, a dual problem for a, a young coach. Number one, uh, you, you've seen some of these kids playing, but uh, like I said, you get some new kids coming out. So uh, you probably have a couple of open pieces puzzle places you need and they look in the hallway and say hey, you know that kid right there might fit in these pieces you do a little bit more recruiting this week um not really too much recruiting uh, we got a couple of new freshmen that came out um there was one that was in quarantine the other one wasn't sure he was gonna play and he came out um we had a transfer coming from Southside. uh yesterday was his first day so i mean all those guys still need 10 practices to play yet i mean that put their numbers a little above 40 but i mean we're still short on numbers i mean being a 3a school and a 4A, 5A conference. I mean, we're still the smallest school in the conference. Um, with our offensive line, like I said, though, we're pretty slim. So we're going to have three guys that will be running the ball. And then we might pull them off the field, switch their numbers, and, hey, go play left tackle. <laughs> um, those guys are, I mean, Dylan Andrews, Joe Laughlin, Conrad Dyer. I mean, they're all fullbacks that can also play guard or tackle. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a different experience, that's for sure, because I've never really seen that, I don't think. And I was talking to uh, Brad Weber. Hey, what numbers should we give them? He said, we give them 50 through 79. They can run the ball, but they can't go for a pass, which in our offense, that's not going to work for us. So <laughs> so we're just going to flip-flop numbers when we need to. And So so can they get those, like, uh, scoreboard flip numbers and just hook them on just and just flip, flip them up, you know, have, like, a, like nice. a tally sheet? <laughs> but uh, I know I know your coaching, you and your coaching staff of uh, – uh, kind of hit the ground running here was uh, you came into the the mix a little bit late. Um, is there are there things that uh, you're strategizing that you've uh, maybe decided that we're going to change some offensive schemes based on the personnel we have, or are you kind of going to throw something in there and see what works and adjust accordingly? Uh, I mean, right now, since we didn't have a scrimmage or any first games or anything like that, we're I mean we're just going with what we've been doing since I took over, and we're going to run the triple option, we're going to run some play action passes and stuff like that, and stick with our defense, and, I mean, we'll have to make adjustments <laughs> on the fly pretty much against Columbia City because I mean, we're pretty much going in blind. 
there's no film exchange since we have no film to exchange them. They're not exchanging <laughs> film with us. So when we're, we're looking on YouTube, trying to find some stuff, watching games from last year. Um, yeah. So when we're pretty much going in blind as they are too, cause they, they have no idea what we're running. They don't know what our personnel is like. All they have is our roster and our two deep, which is not very deep. So, um, <laughs> you're two or you're one and a half deep. So. Yeah. I mean, if you look at my two deep, I have my offensive line. Then my next five are all freshmen. So they're not really getting much off of that. So we'll see. So now you you guys started back a little bit early. You were supposed to like go up be out the thirty first, and and then we kind of started back early on Wednesday. Is that a couple of extra days you uh, took advantage of to uh, get back in and kind of cut those number of practices off that you had to have? I know you said you were start having a practice today to get one of those in as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we started back up on Wednesday, and I mean we hit the ground running. We, like I told you last week, we haven't done any special teams at all. So we all all day Wednesday we put all of our special teams in and. Got our personnel ready for that and whatnot. Um, so going, I mean, and Thursday we went offense, defense stuff, and yesterday was offense, defense stuff. And today, our freshman has a they have a game Monday, so they don't know our pregame routine yet. So we got to go through our pregame routine. We're gonna get a quick lift in, then go over everything else and um, go through some special teams with our freshman sophomores and whatnot, so they know what's going on as well. So. And I know that uh, what Michael Mosher is just running to is like he said uh, off on the air that uh, right before the game started last night he was he got notification that Monroe Central had a couple kids test positive so his next week game has been canceled so uh, we talked to his athletic director and they're trying to scramble around to find a game to see who come up with but they may not have a game next week and uh, you know after his game last night he said he might need a bye week just to rebuild for the on the, some of the things he had because. He played a pretty tough East Side team that uh, was very physical and uh, uh, through attrition, I think, kind of wore his younger players down. I mean, it, and that kind of uh, planning and lack of planning, like you're talking about, uh, for having no film to exchange with uh, Columbia City, that, that's the kind of thing that I don't think that's going to be exception this year. That's going to be the norm because it's going to happen throughout the season numerous times probably. Yeah, absolutely. So talking to our AD, Dale Manis, he asked, when was the day we needed to come back so we could still play Columbia City? And I told him, I said, we need to be back by at least Wednesday because <laughs> if we don't come back to the 31st, I mean, it's going to be pretty tough for us to – our kids have been off for over two weeks. I mean, we, have, we wouldn't have enough practice in the play them, so we, you pretty much lose three weeks there then, so we would have to you know, get rid of the Columbia City game. Um, but, yeah, each it's going to be a week-by-week thing here. I mean, DeKalb and Gola, they're both done for two weeks. Um, there's teams down in Indy. Um, heck, who was it? Um New pal, they lost their first week. I mean, it's this week by week thing, and it could happen any week. That's why I keep telling my guys, make sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, wearing your mask, social distancing, washing your hands, washing your pads, stuff like that. Because I mean, it could, it could hit us any time, and we could be off, and then. <laughs> so off the football field, when you got into the school, into the classroom setting last week, was that a new experience for everyone? In some kids at home, some kids in school, some kids separated. I mean, how did that work okay, and did the kids adjust to it all right? Uh, yeah, I think the kids were just ready to be back in school. Um, I think it's the adults that are complaining about the math more than the kids are. <laughs> um, I mean, I have had zero problems in the classroom with a kid wearing a mask. I've seen no kids in the hallways that won't wear their mask. I mean, they just want to be around their friends being in school, so – I mean, it's been a different experience, that's for sure, because you can't tell who's who walking down the hallway. <laughs> but, yeah. As, as my wife said, uh, lipstick sales are down for women because they don't need it now. So, you know, <laughs> can't see their mask. But, uh, 
Well, I appreciate you coming in this morning, uh, Nick. And uh, I saw you had some B&G last week. And uh, make sure you get some of uh, breakfast before we go here, and we'll get you hooked up. And uh, well, I hope you wish you luck next week up at Columbia City. Um, we wrongly announced last night that we were going to be covering that game. Uh, Dave Nathan had his schedule off by week, so we are covering the South Adams-Bluffton game next week. But uh, we wish you luck up at Columbia City in that new facility of theirs and uh, get some of these kids that have uh, never seen the football field dialed in and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And that's been uh, Coach Nick Hall of the Belmont Braves. We'll be back with uh, Coach Grant Mosier of the South Adams Starfires right after these messages. Shouldn't a home comfort system make you completely comfortable? Leakty Brothers is a trusted source for everything you need for home heating and cooling. When you decide to repair or upgrade your home comfort system, Leakty Brothers can advise you on your air conditioning, heating, and indoor air quality needs, from maintenance to repair to installation. Going with Leakty Brothers is a decision you'll always take comfort in. Hi, this is Ken at Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating with a very simple philosophy. Show up on time, do what you say you'll do, and if there's a problem, fix it. Leakty Brothers, 250. One East Water Street in Burn. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. Thank you for making West End Restaurant in Decatur your dining destination for many of your favorite dishes. And now we're offering many new items. Hi, this is Jared inviting you to enjoy our newest menu items. A Philly steak sandwich, a Reuben sandwich, salmon on a cedar plank, stuffed grilled shrimp, West End grilled cod sandwich, baked sweet potato, breaded pickles, jalapeno poppers. And we still have our old favorite. So stop in and see us at the West End Restaurant. Even though we print worldwide, we are most proud of you, our friends, neighbors, and associates that make Mind's Eye Graphics a world leader in screen printing and embroidery. Hi, this is Greg Kitson, and on behalf of our staff and myself, I want to say thank you for making Decatur and Adams County a great community to live and work. Please think of us at Mind's Eye, 1019 West Commerce Drive, for all your screen printing and embroidery needs. If you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. Welcome back to the Leaky Brothers Plumbing and Heating High School Football Coaches Show. I'm Rex Brewer, and I'm joined with the kind of tired oh, head coach of the South Adams Starfires, uh, Grant Mosier. And, Grant, we talked about that two-hour drive home from uh, Lewis Cass last night. Uh, kind of takes the wind out of your sails uh, after uh, playing a football game to jump on a bus and sit for two hours. Well, sure, it's a little easier when you have a nice wind. But we got home about 12, 15. <clears throat> I got home from the school about, about 12, 35 last night. Uh, grab some uh, some some chips from the gas station. Everything else was closed, <laughs> but it was uh, a good game. Um, I was really really happy with the way our kids executed. We had two goals going into this week um, from last week, and, and one was working on being a little less selfish, um, getting excited for your teammates when they do well, and then also uh, penalties. We, we had a, we had I think maybe thirteen penalties in week one. Nate, you had a couple. Yeah, a couple. <laughs> we only had two last night, so I was very happy with that. Um, only two penalties, and, and also I think through two games we have zero turnovers, which is which is huge. You want to win games, and you can take care of the ball. That's a that's that's a, a huge blessing. Yeah, turnovers tend tended to be the the problem with uh, the flying jets last night that we noticed. They they capitalized on a couple turnovers in their first uh, series of uh, Eastside uh, turn the ball over them, and then they had one turnover where 
Harley fumbled the ball right into the breadbasket of the, <laughs> their best player, and he ran it for a touchdown for 65 yards. So, I mean, turnovers, I mean, can swing a game because we saw that game pretty even, and that yeah. score kind of swung it the other way. Um, what else uh, happened for you last night? Uh, I saw that James Arnold had like five or six touchdown passes. Yeah. James doing <clears throat> James doing James things. Uh, six touchdown passes. Spread the ball around. We have we have so many weapons. Um, Braden Bixler kind of breakout game last night. I think we we targeted Bixler maybe I think it's seven catches, um, <clears throat> which is a career high for him. Uh, Stutzman had two touchdowns once again. Uh, I'm looking at it right here. Stutzman had two touchdowns. Uh, Miller had two touchdowns um, and Warner had two touchdowns. So spreading the ball around. Bixler had six six catches, led the, in uh, 80 yards. With a touchdown, so just using those weapons. Somerset ran the ball really, really well again. He uh, got his ankle rolled up on um, in the second quarter. So he only had nine carries, but still went for seven and a half yards per carry. He uh, he wanted to go back in, taped up one go back in. I said, "Hey, we were already up at that point. I think maybe forty-one zero." I said, "No, no, not, not worth doing that. Let's see you next week for Bluffton." Um, so he wanted to keep going, which I which I like seeing out of him. But uh, again, our, our line played great once again. Um, Given uh, James all kind of time, giving open up the holes for Somerset. Um, and then our, our defense played absolutely incredible last night. I think we think at halftime they had I think halftime the halftime yards I think was three hundred and thirty three to two total yards. So I mean our defense was absolutely phenomenal. Our I think our ones defense gave up maybe one first down the entire night before we took them out into the third quarter. Um, <clears throat> uh, Jake Platner was an, an animal last night. I think he led the team in tackles from the linebacker position. Uh, Nick Miller had three tackles for loss. Austin Gordon had two tackles for loss. So our defense our front seven played really really well last night defensively. So uh, what do you look forward to in uh, playing your, your buddy who coaches over at uh, Bluff the uh, next week? buddy in quotes. <laughs> I know he's listening right now. He's so listening. I, I know he's listening. That's why I said that. <laughs> no, he's, he's a phenomenal guy. He uh, has absolutely turned that program around over there at Bluffton with what he's doing. Um, got, he, has, he has the kids bought in 100%. He has a good senior class. He has a really good quarterback in Hayden Nern. And uh, he has some, some really good skill guys as well. Um, they just do things the right way over there, that, and, they're, and they're really well coached. He has good staff with them as well. Um, so it's going to be a fun game. It's always it's always fun to play against a, a guy like him and a, and a team like Bluffton. So good news also, I think we get a few more fans next week. Sounds like uh, Ainsworth yesterday said we get a four, still four tickets for all seniors plus two tickets for every other player on our team. So that will make it a little more of a better atmosphere. And I think Bluffton gets to bring some fans over as well, so we'll have some visiting fans. So that will make it a lot better than week one as far as the atmosphere goes. So you're playing them on your, your home field, uh, the grass. And I, I saw last night they – Adam Central Field looked really good, but it got a little slick and got a little muddy toward the end. Uh, if you'd been over in Bluffton, you'd have been playing on that turf. But yeah. uh, this week, you're you're at home at the uh, Starfire Field, and I must uh, kudos to the uh, school corporation. Your new bleachers and your press box are phenomenal. We really enjoyed that uh, week one of uh, the season, and uh, it's a beautiful facility, and uh, your grounds crew does a great uh, job keeping it in, in, uh, in check, and uh, we will be there uh, next Friday night for that game. It should be it should be a good one. It always is, um, especially especially the last couple of years where, um, like I said, it's it's always fun to coach against some. I, I talked to Kunkel probably probably once a week the entire throughout the entire year, text back and forth. We hang out some, um, and just bounce ideas off each other in the off season and even during the season after week three, we're each other's biggest fans because we're in different classes. So we won't meet again. Um, so it's it's always fun to to be able to coach against a, a good coach like that. But uh, yeah, our press box is phenomenal. It's, it's uh, I know our, our coaches from, went from last year. Our, our eyes in the sky go from being on like a little wooden plank 
to being now on now on the top of the press box, or or they even have if they want to, they even have their own uh, own little room in there that's, that's uh, separated from the media. So it's it's a great blessing that our corporation is able to do that, and the bigger stands now as well. Um, but our facility is is getting better and better every year. Um, so it's a, it's a fun place to play, and again, I just wish we had the, the opportunity to have our, our full, all, our entire community there because we have such great community support for for a small town. Um, but we, we'll, right now, let's take what we get. I saw Monroe Central last night, as Michael talked about, uh, lost their game, and th- so they'll come into Week Five against us right now is the plan, and they'll be they'll be one to know. So so that's just any, any night you, you any time you can. I mean, this, we we could get a phone call, knock on wood, this week and say a cast kid has COVID, and we're, we're done two weeks, so it's out of your control, but. We're happy to be we're happy to be two zero right now. I know that uh, the press box at your new facility is basically a mirror image of the one at Bluffton that they put in. Just it's it's yellow and white instead of red and white. Yeah. But uh, uh, Coach Kunkel's got a, a nice facility over there. And uh, uh, last he's, he's spoiled over there. I'll yeah, tell you what. last last week uh, or last year when we were over there, I had a dual interview before the game. Uh, <laughs> two good friends getting ready to go against each other, and uh, yeah, probably one of the better interviews pre pre game interviews we had uh, last we'll year. We'll do that again this, yeah. this year. We'll, we'll get him dialed in. Uh, he does listen to our show. He's he's one of our biggest Wells County fans over there. But uh, <laughs> you know, we we talked about not having fans in the stands, and uh, Adam Central usually packs their stands, and uh, mm. yeah, as you looked, I think. Uh, you know, um, Coach McClure has the his annual attendance, and he counted seventy two, <laughs> seventy two. Now, last last week when we covered your game, there was three bus drivers. Yep. From, <laughs> that was it over in the stands. But uh, last week, uh, last night, there was nobody in the stands across the way. So hopefully, we'll open that up. And it was it was actually uh, a little comical because the it was so quiet that you could hear the referee when he he made the call for a, a penalty. Well. I think uh, Eastside's head coach actually coaches from the top of the box up there, and he yelled, "You got to be kidding me!" And the, ref- and the referee yelled back, "He goes, no, I'm not kidding That's you." Hilarious. <laughs> and then he actually maybe got a little bit too involved, and he, they were he was kind of talking to the head coach from the center of the field on top of the press box. But uh, it's one of those things that uh, when uh, uh, the Adam Central player was hurt, it was deathly silent. Oh, sure. there. It was so quiet. I mean. You know, everybody respecting a you know possible neck injury, and and I walked down and went to the restroom because we were on about a thirty minute break, yeah. and it was just so quiet in the stands. I mean, yeah. with with no talking, and and after the game last week, and la- uh, did your kids talk about that? Did they think that that was a part of the game, or they, did they kind of just zone it out? Um, it's <clears> definitely <throat> different. It goes back to almost like a JV atmosphere, um, where where it is very quiet, and like you said, we we have some animated uh, coaches up in the box too, so you can. <laughs> You, you, when you hear him on the sideline, that's strange. And everything, every every parent yells now you hear, which is different <laughs> than a normal Friday night. Um, but it was nice last night. They had 250 fans, so it was nice to have. We made, we had probably 20, 25 students uh, make the trip all the way to Cass, which I was really happy with. Our student section uh, is is something that our kids feed off of. So it's still too bad they, they can't have those kids at home. But that was nice to have them make the trip for us last night. And, and they were loud, and they were they were uh, loud the whole game and, and encouraging our kids on. Um Cass is a great program. They have a young coach. Uh, his first year, it's a Mannering. His dad is the kind of legendary coach over at Cass. He coached 30 years at Cass. Um, they, they lost a lot of talent from last year, but they, but they're used to winning. Um, they went 11 wins last year, so I was happy. We, we, we jumped out quick. Um, last night, we ran a trick play, the first offensive play of the game, uh, reversed to, with uh, Aiden Warner throwing the ball to Stutzman. He threw the ball. I was looking at the film. He threw the ball 53 yards in the air. That's our backup quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and he could be a quarterback yeah. for any, any school in the um, area. Absolutely, he's he's phenomenal, and he's he's maybe even even better wide receiver. 
Um, I wanted to play wide receiver in college, but he, he's so so athletic, so talented. And be able to have that um, at receiver is is awesome. He uh, so just we you just it's, it's fun as a coach to have such a spoil of riches where you can do so many creative things. Um, we'll probably have four or five trick plays next week for Kunkel. <laughs> He's listening, thinking, "Oh, okay, is he setting me up for failure here or not?" But uh, why don't you give him a couple of those trick plays you're going to run? Uh, that way, he can dial them in. But uh, we we did see some stats come across there, and uh, you know, you talked last week about how uh, you know legendary program Lewis Cass was. But uh, like I said, down a little bit, uh, we were a little bit surprised about the score when it came back and uh, saw that you were kind of blowing them out. I was too. <laughs> no, we go into that game. Um, I, Again, uh, John Harrell website um, is something that I like to look at before that we always predict the games. It's a mathematical equation they use to predict games, and they had they had cast thirty eight to fourteen going <laughs> to that game. So I was a little maybe it was maybe what am I not seeing on film here that I should be seeing? This guy? I need to reevaluate this. If that's what their prediction is right here, but <clears throat> they're, they're just they had a really young offensive line. And that's what I thought going in that our <clears throat> I thought our front seven, especially our defensive line, could really control the line of scrimmage, and, and from the very start. Uh, in the wing tee offense they run, once you get them in, in second and second and long and then third and long, there's so much trouble. They didn't complete a pass last night. Um, and like I said, Nick Miller, our, our defensive line of Nick Miller, Austin Gorney, Timmy Davison, we moved now a senior to defensive line. He gained about 30 pounds in the offseason. He's still pretty athletic, pretty quick, very aggressive. Um, Rain Gilbert had a touchdown from the defensive end position last night, picked up a fumble in the end zone for a touchdown. Um, and then we also have Big Hearn in there. So w- with that D-line, the speed and the size and the athleticism they have, and then behind them with Christian Somerset and, and Platner and Dom Kahn had a big game last night too. We were, we, those kids were hitting last night. They were, um, you, you hear a lot of pop, pop, pops and, and things. We give out a, a Bone Crusher Award, and that's going to be a hard one to find for this week, the biggest hit of the night because there were some big hits last night. Um, some of those kids from Cass were getting up pretty slow. Uh, so I, I was just really happy with Coach Steiner's defensive game plan again last night. He, we we uh, packed the box in and, and made, tried to try to dare him to throw, which they didn't. But um, like I said, they never they never they only had one first down versus our versus our one's defense. And I was just I was just really happy with uh, the performance last night from our kids. It's probably, it's probably maybe the, the this scares me to say, but maybe the happiest I've been after a game um, in a while, just with no mistakes and, and not many penalties and. And kids responded well, and they're excited for each other. So it was, it was feeling pretty good after last night compared to week one. I know you talk about a long two-hour bus ride yeah. home, but that means you had a two-hour bus ride over. I mean, what do you do mentally and physically to, for that two-hour bus ride? I mean, you leave you leave school really early. You get over there. You get out. You got to stretch out. I mean, it, it's, it's a big ordeal because I, I know most people don't understand, but a high school football team has a lot of moving pieces. And to get them all over there and get everything lined up and set up, ready to go, I mean, it, it's a, not an easy thing to get somebody ready after a two-hour football, uh, f- two-hour bus ride. Well, and the, and the crazy thing is now you're not allowed to eat on the bus. So you, you have a two-hour bus ride and you can't eat anything. So we were scrambling. We had, left, we had a, we have character building on Friday nights. We have a speaker come in and talk to our guys before games. So that was at 3.30 last night. So our kids wanted to go grab something to eat, come back quick. So they had a half hour after, after the bell rang at 3 o'clock to run to Subway, run to wherever. Uh, run home, grab something to eat, come back by 3.30. Um, listen to our character building coach Buckingham did that for us last night, the baseball coach. Um, they were trying to eat during that, and they jumped on the bus about 3, 3.45, 3.50. Um, and then they can't eat a thing, and they have to wear your mask the entire two two hours on the bus. So you're on a two-hour bus ride. Uh, it's hot, cause it's, so it's raining. So you can have the windows down. <laughs> it's hot. You have your mask on. It was a long, the trip over there was really long. Um, because couldn't eat anything. So we get there, and then we're, it's a later game, so we're off schedule a little bit because we started at 7.30 instead of 7 o'clock, so we're throwing off a little bit that way. 
I know I was talking to James on the way over. And he said, oh, my routine is th- uh, screwed up here because I normally eat at 4.30 and I'd eat at, at 3 o'clock. And just small things like that can throw a kid off. Um, and then, we, then we get over there and, uh, and then after the game, you, you're seeing the kids are hungry and they're trying to eat a bunch before you get on the bus. And <laughs> you had a two-hour bus ride home. But, yeah, it, it, uh, our kids, I was happy with the way they responded once they got over there. Um, right now we have just such a good senior class of leadership, especially where they're mature and they and they figure out to not let things like that affect them when they go into the game. You know, I'm going to use the the line from uh, John Candy from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Kids are resilient. I don't know what that is. is that an old movie? Yeah, it's an old movie. Cover old. <laughs> yeah, it's one of, the, one of the greatest movies they ever ever made. So go home Netflix and and Google it. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <laughs> it has the the best um, curse rant. By Steve Martin of any Steve Martin, yeah, Steve Martin curse rants this lady at the airport. It's the <laughs> best cursing scene ever. But uh, so um, we look forward to your your game next week. Um, that's the game that we're going to be covered. Uh, what kind of weapons does Coach Kunkel have this year that uh, you're going to have to prepare for? Yeah, like I said, they're I think they're best players. Hayden Nur, and they also have a really really good running back. He runs like a four five four four, even I think maybe forty. Uh, in Middlestead, he's a three-year starter now. He's also a very good cornerback for him. But those two, those two alone, are, are are very, very good players. You have to be able to control. Um, they'll be the they'll be the best two players we face this year by far um, at quarterback and running back. So that will be a challenge, hopefully, for our kids to to get up for. Um, they also have some weapons at wide receiver. Bobby Malcolm's back for his second or third year. They have a Gerber kid that's pretty good. Um, they have a new weapon this year. I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I don't want to screw it up. It's <laughs> Rife or Reef. I didn't know him, I didn't know him from last year, but he, I think he led the team in catches week one. Um, they have some good linemen. Uh, I know they're young on the O line, uh, and coaches worry about that going into, the, into this year. But again, they have so many good skill players uh, that it's going to be a challenge for us. Our, our, our DBs have not faced really a passing team yet. Um, now, luckily, we have a lot of experience in our defensive backs. Hopefully, that they're kind of excited. They want a team to throw against them. They, they want people to throw. Uh, Drew Sussman's Drew back for his third year at DB. Uh, we get Alex Gorney back next week. He's, he'll be his in his third year as a defensive back. Jordan Hinshaw has been phenomenal this year. He's a junior. Uh, cornerback for us. He had an interception week one. Should have had one last night, but he, but it uh, just but it just fell out of his hands. Um, Braden Bixler now two year starter for us back there. And then we have Aiden Warner at safety. So we have a lot of experience with our defensive backs, and they're they're excited for a challenge to go against a team with a good quarterback who likes to spread out and throw the ball a little bit. You know, it's nothing nothing for him to empty his backfield and put five into the yeah. into the pattern and uh, and go empty backfield and, uh, with a quarterback like Nern that can can move around and scramble. Yeah. I mean, even if he has a young offensive line that doesn't protect him real well, he can get out there and move the ball and then run it once as well. I mean, spreading the field out that way, uh, you could get suckered into thinking that it's going to be a pass and they're going to get a big run up the middle against you. It, the nice thing about the two-hour bus ride is we got to watch a lot of Bluffton film in the back of the bus on the way home. <laughs> we, had, we, had our, we had the hot spot going. We were watching some Bluffton film on the way home with, with Coach Steiner and Coach McCain and some of the other coaches. Even some of the players were watching. So it was good to see. Yeah, he, he, Coach Kungo is pr- pretty creative offensively. They had a lot of empty packages. They're moving Millstead all over the place, trying to get him in space. Um, so you got to be aware of that. They have a little bit of wildcat package with a with a big physical runner and Lucas Hunt. Um, so he's got to be ready for anything with him. They run some under center now, which is new for him this year with with a trips bunch um, and do some creative things out of that. And you know he's gonna have some things up his sleeve for us. So it's always again exciting time to be able to play a, a, a rival and, and a conference opponent. That's another thing too. We re- we really really want to win conference again this year, um, and that's not gonna happen if you lose week one. So that's that's something our kids are aware of as well. I mean the first two two games are kind of a tune up. Uh, for the conference, and this is this is a huge start to that to one of our one of our goals is winning conference. You know, Manchester uh, not as a uh, powerful team as uh, in our area, but Bluffton took them out twenty-two to nothing last night. So not a lot of big scoring. So uh, you have to see what he uh, prepares for you for next week. Sure. And uh, 
You looked at uh, your game last night, uh, maybe not the uh, the week two team that you want to play to get dialed in, but uh, your season gets a little bit tougher as we go on here. As you get into Bluffton, you start getting your conference games, and uh, there, there are some teams in your conference that uh, – uh, I don't think they're going to match up to you very well, but uh, they I think they are going to be some challenging games down the line. We look at the top three teams in our conference the last couple of years. It's it's us, Adam Central, and Bluffton. Um, so we started off here with one of the better teams, and, and that's something that we got to prepare for. It's not really any – like I said, we have two tune-up games, but as far as conference opponents go, we're playing one of the better ones here right off the bat. Um, and there's other teams in there that could uh, catch us as well at any time. Coach Colkman over at Heritage is doing, doing good things. They played Norwell a little better than I thought they would last night. Even Norwell's a really good team. Um, so you just got to be ready for anything. Now there's only six teams in the conference this year with Southern Wells dropping out and playing a JV schedule only. Um, but Wilden has a new coach as well, so he's got to be ready for anything. Um, the Jets, obviously, they took a step back last night, but Eastside is an incredible team. I saw, I watched some film on Eastside, and they're absolutely unbelievable. They're a team very much like South Adams. They're yeah. big, strong, athletic, physical kids, and uh, those blue-collar kids, they put a hit on you. I, I saw some things after the whistle last night that were – borderline, you know, unsportsmanlike, yeah. maybe could have been called, not called. But that's the kind of thing that, uh, you know, your kids remember. It's like, you know, that, that kid was putting a hit on Absolutely. me. Uh, a little more so than – and they're going to take that little edge to get whatever they need to let you know, hey, I was here. Yeah, absolutely. And we have some of that too, which, I'm, which is – I like how physical we've, we've gotten. Our offensive line has gotten more and more physical. I said last week, James, James says this is the best offensive line he's had in his four years of starting. Coach Lamb has done an absolutely incredible job with those guys. Um, just, just getting. We, we we don't have a whole lot of depth, but we have some really really good players on there. Um, Jake Plattner's in his first year playing guard, and he's been incredible. We like to pull him around. He gets going. He he is fast and he is strong and he is physical. Uh, Big Hearn, the other guard, is his four, fourth year starting now. Um, he's 260 pounds and he, and he can move. Super athletic. Uh, Sam Plattner, Jake's brother at center, has been great for us. He played a lot last year at center. Um, and, and then and, and then we have two really really good tackles. Carter Lewis in his third year. Protecting uh, James's blind side has been absolutely incredible, um, and then Braden Gilbert's been been great too. So we have five really really good offensive linemen. Like Coach Layman's done a great job getting those guys ready to go and preparing them for different blocking schemes, things like that. And our, and our running game's been great. I think Somerset right now is averaging about eight yards a carry in the, last, in the first two games. Uh, I think last night as, as a team we averaged nine and a half yards per play. Um, so anytime we're doing that, you're pretty excited too. But the the physicality of our lines really impressed me and, 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 and pleased me the first uh, two weeks. Uh, did Big Hearn get his bathroom break in before the game? Yeah, he did. This week? He did this week. Was, <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to go. We, we give out. So we give out. We give out four awards every week on Monday, and we have the Bone Crusher for the biggest hit. We have the the chain. The Bone Crusher last went to Austin Gorney. He had a huge hit. He picked up a kid and threw him down. The uh, the chain is the kid that holds the team together. Does does a lot of things right. Works hard. And we get to Somerset last week for his big performance. Um, we have a special teams player of the week. He's a T-shirt, and that was Brett Schwartz for, for kickoff last week. And then we have the Airhead. <laughs> where, we, where we give an airhead, and you guessed that went down to Big Hearn last week for having to go to the bathroom in the middle of the second quarter. I've never seen a varsity player. <laughs> we're trying to we're on defense and trying to, well, let's, let's not let him punt yet because we need to get our offensive guard back from the bathroom. <laughs> it's like crazy things like that. Well, I, there for a minute I thought he was going to the concession stand and get a hot dog, but yeah. they, then I realized that the concession stand wasn't open. Now. He probably was probably where he was going at first and then realized it was closed. He's, well, I mean, he's a fun kid. See, that's that's the thing that uh, the us broadcasters, uh, we usually don't get to eat supper before we get over there, and we're usually waiting to get some free food from the press box. Well, you know, with with COVID, I mean, people don't want to serve anything, so there's no food. So I was about starved. Look at me. I wasted away to nothing yeah, the last couple of weeks. I wonder what happened. <laughs> I was wasting away to nothing here with no free food. 
football <laughs> food on Friday night. I had come home and eat grilled cheese on when I got home. And but uh, those are the things that we have to adapt to. And you as coaches, I mean, um, how's how's the first week of school been going for you? And you said you kind of struggled a little bit because you yeah. had you had kids online at home. You had some kids in the classroom. Then and that's something to not as a football coach you have to yeah. adapt. Now as a teacher you have to adapt to. Yeah, and I, and I said it last week. Our, our admin, our technology department has done an incredible job. Our nurse, our nurses. Uh, have been phenomenal. They, they're it's uh, Haley Provost and Amber Steiner, and they've been overrun with kids coming in now for all different things. I mean, now, so a kid has a sniffle, you got to send them to send them the nurse. They have a cough, you know what I mean. And so our nurse has done a really, really good job. I think of kind of trying to decipher through those and see what is this actually something that's COVID related, or you just have the sniffles, um, things like that. They've been incredible. Um, but like talking about teaching again yeah so we i have one class where i have five kids online and then i have about 20 kids in the seats so i have my ipad on the whole time going back and forth from the ipad to the kids that are actually in person and trying to um just go through all that it's really some challenges but now the nice thing is through two weeks i think we're trying to get used to it kids are getting used to it kids are getting used now to wearing masks um some of that stuff and it's been it's been kind of normal way more normal than i thought it'd be um two weeks in so we're just happy to be in person learning we're happy to be playing football and practicing football and I'm almost getting tired of saying it every single day, but you, you're so blessed to be able to play because you see every day is a new team that comes out that's that's canceling two weeks or canceling three weeks. You saw what happened at DeKalb and Angola on Thursday. They canceled their – they're both out two weeks um, just on Thursday. So at any time you can get a phone call or an email and say, hey, guess what, we're out 14 days quarantine. So, again, we're just counting our blessings a day at a time right now, the chance to play football in, in 2020. Well, I'm uh, glad that you was able to – Get up this morning and uh, find your way through the big town of Decatur. I get straight here. <laughs> find a big town of Decatur, and you know, West End restaurants only been here for about a hundred years. But uh, uh, I know that uh, young guys like yourself maybe not venture out of the out of the small town and burn and make it your way into the big. I, li- I like the, the, I like the safeness of burn. I don't, you don't leave the big too D often. town. The big D town here in Decatur. But uh, we'd like to thank uh, West End Restaurant as. Uh, Last week on your way out, you ordered that meat lover's omelet. It sounded pretty good, so That's it was phenomenal. it was banging when I got home. So, uh, once again, I'm glad you, you was able to stop in and uh, talk with us, and they got a nice little breakfast sandwich with you to go home. Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, wish you luck throughout the practice this week, and uh, we will see you Friday night for your game against uh, Bluffton. And uh, you let your buddy Kunkel over Bluffton know that we're going to do a dual coach interview before the game because you know he he is a good guy. I mean, yeah, he's uh, definitely good good interview to talk to and he's always very hospitable when we're over in Bluffton so uh, once again this has been Grant Mosier for the Southam Starfires and we'll be back with one more break right after this and uh, as we'll sign off uh, we'll be back after one more commercial break. Want to make your home a more comfortable place but don't think you can afford a top brand heating and cooling system? Well Carrier has the right solutions for every budget. When you turn to Leakty Brothers your Carrier expert they'll show you the full lineup of best in class home comfort systems and help you pick the one that best fits into your home budget. Because in this economy who couldn't use a little more comfort? Hi, this is Kent at Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating with a very simple philosophy. Show up on time, do what you say you'll do, and if there's a problem, fix it. Leakty Brothers, 251 East Water Street in Burn. The trained and knowledgeable medical staff at Adams Memorial Hospital are dedicated to personalized care. Dr. Robert Kinney specializes in interventional spine and sports medicine procedures and regenerative medicine. Dr. Scott Colclasier specializes in anesthesiology and pain management procedures. The trained staff serves your medical needs by providing individual care in a safe environment along with education for you and your family throughout your visit. 
Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. See me, Mark, Toby, or Barb at Graeber Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn and North 13th Street in Decatur. Coaches show hosted by Adams Moral Hospital worth breakfast served here at the West End Restaurant. Also sponsored by Mind's Eye Graphic, Adams Woodcrest, and Graber Insurance. Well, I'm glad that uh, we were joined by all three coaches this week and we were able to discuss uh, numerous things about the games that happened last night and the upcoming games for next week. Um, as we run back down through the scoreboard from last night, uh, the Fort Wayne Schools, Bishop Dwinger took out Northside. Uh, 27-14, Bishop Lures defeated Wayne 49-36. to Carroll took out Snyder 42-12. to First time that Snyder's been 0-2 in a long time to start off a season. Northrop 27, Southside 7, Homestead 7, Concordia 0. Mooresville took out Leo 34-17. Nora defeated Heritage 35-7. New Haven defeated Mississinawa 22-14. Hunked North defeated Jay County 47-8. Cherubusco defeated Lakeland 43-0. Uh, East Side, our game of the week, took out Adams Central 28 to 14. South Adams defeated Lewis Cass 55 to 7. Bluffton defeated Manchester 22-0. South Bend Adams defeated Woodland 50 to nothing. Columbia City 28, Central Noble 7, East Noble 15, Northwood 14. Wawasi 31, West Noble 0. Fremont defeated Prairie Heights 40 to nothing. Michigan City took out Warsaw 41-21 and Peru 49, Whitco 14. And with that, we have uh, reached the end of our show for the, today. I'd like to thank Steve Gagel for running aboard back for us at the studio. I'd like to thank uh, Leaky Brothers Plumbing and Heating for being the uh, only sponsor of this show for the past 27 years, along with Adams Moral Hospital, Adams Woodcrest, breakfast served by the West End Restaurant, Mind's Eye Graphics, Adams, uh, uh, once again, Adams Woodcrest, and Graber Insurance. So with that, this is Rex Brewer signing off, and tune in next Friday night as we'll be at the um, – Star Dome or the uh, South Adams Starfire Field in Burn as they take on Bluffton. With that, I'm signing off. Talk to you next week. Channel Z 927 FM is WZBD, Burn, Decatur, and Bluffton. Yes, dear. I'm heading out to Barn right now. I'll take care of it. Oh, I tell you, some days it don't pay to get out of bed. Turn on the radio here. The 2020 WZBD football schedules are now available, free of charge, at Adams Memorial Hospital, Jay County REMC, Piqua Repair, Adams Woodcrest, Monroe Trophy and Awards, Innovative Concepts Audio Video, Decatur Hardware and Rental, Leakty Brothers Plumbing, Heating and Cooling, Clink Sales and Service, Bug-Free Pest Control, Pizza King of Decatur, Hot Beggars Ace Lumber, 
First Merchants Bank, and the St. Joseph Catholic School. You can also find this year's WZBD football schedules at the Chambers of Commerce in Bern and Decatur, at the Decatur and Geneva Public Libraries, and at all three Adams County High Schools. Oh, I'm going to have to get me one of them. It's a good thing I turned on WZBD.